If you work in security or IT and your company has Okta, this message is for you. Have you noticed that for the past few years, the majority of the data breaches and hacks that you read about have something in common? It's employees. Hackers absolutely love exploiting vulnerable employee devices and credentials. But it doesn't have to be this way. Imagine a world where only secure devices can access your cloud apps. In this world, fish credentials are useless to hackers, and you can manage every OS, even Linux, from a single dashboard. Best of all, you can get employees to fix their own device security issues without creating more work for IT. The good news is, you don't have to imagine this world. You could just start using Collide. Collide is a device trust solution for companies with Okta, and it ensures that if a device isn't trusted and secure, it can't log into your cloud apps. Visit collide.com slash unsupervised learning to watch a demo and see how it works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash unsupervised learning. Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, welcome to Unsupervised Learning. This is Daniel Meisler. Starting off with security news. Sony has been hit again. Ransomware group called Ransom VC claims to have compromised all of Sony's computer systems and plans to sell, rather than ransom, importantly, the stolen data. And Sony basically said, we are currently investigating the issue and we have no further comment at this time. And that's a quote. And this one sounds bad. Curious why they actually didn't want to sell versus ransom the data, or why not do all the above, but they said they wanted to sell it rather than ransom. And the zero day that uh, Chrome has been talking about, or Google has been talking about in Chrome and got patched recently, isn't Chrome at all. It's actually the libwebp library used for encoding and decoding WebP images. And it's now a CVE and it's uh, 10 on the Richter scale. And uh, I think the best way to think about this one is kind of like log4j. It's like a parser and it's uh, ubiquitous across uh, the internet. So if you have it, you should patch it. China is flooding Taiwan with disinformation, creating a U.S. skepticism narrative ahead of the upcoming presidential election. So a recent study by the Information Environment Research Center found that Chinese actors were helping to spread most of the narratives, but more than half actually appeared to come from some kind of Taiwanese origin. So, yeah, it's kind of like this is already brewing inside of Taiwan, this narrative, this anti-U.S. narrative, but uh, it's also being stoked and added to by China. Vulnerabilities, we got XM zero-day vulnerabilities, multiple of them, and they're actually going all the way up to critical. These are very severe. And this is basically 90s software with uh, pretty 90s-related vulnerabilities. Uh, one, one piece of analysis I saw on it, which seems pretty apt. And definitely want to patch these. I have fond memories of XM. I used to run it as uh, the main MTA for my own personal web stack or personal email stack, which I ran for, uh, I don't know, over 10 years. 
And vulnerability tracked as CVE 2023-344-68 is in Apache. And this has got a CVSS of 8.8. And it affects NIFI versions from 002 to 1.21.0. And it was addressed in NIFI version 1.22. So if you have NIFI, again, another parser, uh, you got to get this updated. What's the worst thing that can happen from having an AI bot with the same company as a search engine? Yeah, basically your qu queries in uh, search results. And that's exactly what happened with Bard going to uh, Google. Basically, people are doing Google queries and finding Bard search results. Just worst possible scenario. And the NSA is launching an artificial intelligence security center to protect and integrate AI capabilities into U.S. defense and intelligence systems. And they're basically looking to, def to uh, defend all the AI infrastructure against China and Russia. Pretty clear mission there. And the NSA and FBI and CISA have released a cybersecurity information sheet highlighting the growing threat of synthetic media like deepfakes. FBI is also warning about a new trend of dual ransomware attacks where cyber criminals deploy two different ransomware variants against the same victim. And I've seen some analysis that this is like not super cutting edge. A lot of, of these groups are already doing multiple, even more than two. So they're a little behind on this, uh, but still good information. And many popular websites are blocking OpenAI's web crawler with at least 26 of the top 100 and 242 of the top 1,000. So a quarter of the top 1,000 and a quarter of the top 100. So around a quarter. Looks like they're blocking OpenAI's web crawler. Although that doesn't mean it's being blocked, <laughs> right? Because we're talking about robots.txt. So that's, that's all they're reading here. It doesn't mean it's honoring it, which I imagine OpenAI would be, but it doesn't mean people actually have to honor robots.txt. So keep that in mind. Technology news, Lex Fridman and Mark Zuckerberg were on a podcast last week and, uh, well, Lex had Mark on and they did it the entire session with this remote lifelike video. It, it was two hovering faces basically, but it wasn't avatars. It wasn't cartoons. It looked like their actual faces. It was completely insane. And Lex was basically freaking out the whole time. Basically, he's like, you know, it feels like you're here. And it really did feel like they were having a conversation. Like it wasn't jarring at all. It looked exactly like them. It has all their flaws. It has all their nuances. The only downside here, because it's like, okay, crap, when is this coming out? Um, you could actually see them. It would jump back and forth to show them sitting in their actual environment. So they're wearing like Quest devices, right? So they're wearing, you know, the, the uh, annoying and weird looking uh, AR gear, uh, the headsets. but. That's one thing. So it feels, I imagine, a little bit weird to sit there and wear that headset. But the more important barrier here isn't wearing the headset. It's the fact that they had to go to a lab and get scanned for hours in order to actually be able to pull this off. So Mark was talking about how their number one mission is to get this down to where you could scan yourself with your own smartphone. And that scan would allow you to have this. But there's a big gap between a smartphone scan and flying somewhere to do hours upon hours 
of detailed scans in a specialized lab, which I imagine that probably costs them tens of thousands of dollars for those scans, if not hundreds. So this is very far away uh, in terms of like the gap in technology, in terms of how far it'll be before you could do it with a smartphone. I mean, I, I it won't be this year and I doubt it'll be next year. And question is like, will it be the year after that? I don't know. But that's what they're working on. Either way, the result was astounding. To me, it was like the first actual victory for Metaverse. And a lot of people push back on like, do we even want Metaverse? What does Metaverse even mean? I think Metaverse means, well, I, I talked about it before. I, I don't want to go into it. But I, I think technology should serve humanity. So Metaverse should be making people more capable of achieving meaning in their lives and connection, human connection in their lives. Um, exploring curiosity, learning things, sharing things, right? So if you take the most important things to humanity, the question should be, how are we getting tech to bring those things about, right? And metaverse is like this combination of AR, VR, whatever, whatever we define it technically as. It's like, okay, cool. How are those technologies bringing us closer to that? And that should be the question, right? That, that, that should be the underlying mission of all this tech. And in the case of this Lex and Zuck interview, it was obvious how that was the case. They're sitting, whatever, thousands of miles apart, and they're having a face-to-face -face conversation that honestly, both of them, you could tell they were forgetting that they were in this environment. It looks like you're sitting there talking to your friend. So to me, that is metaverse one and two, it's a good version of the metaverse, right? There's all sorts of bad versions that are going to happen. Like, okay, only fans, except for you feel like you're there. Okay. It's porn. Okay. It's whatever, all sorts of negative things that you could possibly do with this. Okay. Well, remote bullying. Okay. Right. Well, now bullying is way worse because it feels like you're there. Cool. It's like all the bad things that we don't want, let's not do those. All the good things that we do want, let's do those. And, you know, uh, kitchen knives can be used to kill people. It doesn't mean we don't want kitchen knives. So I, I think we just need to be very clear what the metaverse is, how it's actually helping humanity, and move towards that. And I, I think this was a great example of how it can go really well. Grindr and Zoom are now insisting on in-person work, and Grindr's already let go of 82 out of its 178 employees for refusing to comply with its return-to-office mandate. And I would say, you know, repeat after me. Companies are realizing they only want hardcore workers, not casual people. They consider this level of attrition, like to lose half of their people, to be a good thing because they don't want the people to stay that aren't willing to make that jump, right? So it's almost like a game of Simon Says where the people who don't follow the instructions, they just get fired and or leave on their own accord. And that's a good thing for the company uh, in, the, in this new environment. That's my theory, right? And I've, I've got a whole piece on that. Zuckerberg has stopped saying metaverse, but he's not given up on the vision. And his latest attempt, one, he, he did the thing with Lex we already talked about, but He's also got another version of smart Ray-Bans, which can discreetly take photos and capture videos. And they've been upgraded to 12 megapixel 
ultra-wide cameras. Most importantly, importantly, they actually look like Ray-Bans. So that's, that's key. Uh, so you actually want to wear them. Of course, they don't have cables connected, so the battery life's going to be an issue, and I'm sure that's what they're working on the most, along with the functionality. Meta, Bloomberg, and others have been using a data set of over 191,000 pirated books known as uh, like a collection called Book 3 to train their AI systems and evidently doing this without permission. And the Writers Guild of America has established regulations for the use of AI in their projects. So now AI can't write or rewrite literary material and AI-generated material can't be used to undermine a writer's credit or separated rights. Although that itself is open to interpretation. So, Next one here, Elon Musk's Neuralink is looking for its first volunteer to receive an N1, which is an implant with over a thousand electrodes that can listen in on brain neurons. Super exciting, but major risk to Musk brand if it goes sideways. And we seem to be at an inflection point again for layoffs versus hiring, but uh, basically a lot of people are hiring. I'm still seeing layoffs and layoffs.fyi by the, by the way, is the best uh, website I've seen for this. But um, I expect the people who are still hiring are heavily indexing on coming back to the office. Again, they're looking for the hardcore fishing boat type people and not the uh, casuals as I'm calling them. San Francisco, San Jose, New York, and Los Angeles, and Boston and Seattle are the top cities for AI job hunters. And Johnny Ive is working with OpenAI and Sam Altman to create some sort of iPhone of artificial intelligence. Uh, I don't think they called it that. I think that's conjecture. But they uh, are backed by over a billion dollars from SoftBank. And... Uh, yeah, I hope this thing has some measure of success. I just love the idea of design plus AI in a new piece of hardware, mostly because I want like the manga companies to tremble with fear and to actually do something innovative themselves. So I love this competition. Human news, book talk is one of the best parts of TikTok, but look at these stats. So last year, one in four book buyers in Britain used TikTok. One in four. 25% of book buyers use TikTok. That is insane. And videos with the BookTok tag have been viewed 179 billion times. That is exciting for reading and books. Teens are being bombarded with hundreds of phone notifications daily, according to a report by Common Sense Media. Study found that about half of 11 to 17 year olds received at least 237 notifications every day. NASA flew a thing to a freaking asteroid and grabbed a sample of it and brought it back to Earth. And now scientists are looking at that stuff it brought back, basically some rock dust from outer space. And they are acting like a bunch of uh, children, uh, excited children. And I'm so happy for them. I can't wait to see what they find. A new study shows that when people have their phones uh, on them, on their person, they're less likely to interact with others and less likely to enjoy being around new people. So that is, uh, that's some damning 
evidence there from the study. Sweden is dealing with a massive surge in shootings and bombings linked to criminal gangs. They're now calling in the military to help police address the issues. And meanwhile, far-right parties are ascending in the polls. Two-thirds of American kids cannot read fluently, with 40% being essentially non-readers. And a lot of people are blaming the phonics method for teaching English, which they say is not complex enough to teach uh, the complexities of English. The average American can't afford a home in 99% of U.S. counties, according to a report from Adam. The report found that the, the typical home price today would require 35% of someone's annual wages. California's fast food workers are getting a pay raise to $20 an hour next year. The law applies to restaurants with at least 60 locations and will make California's fast food workers the highest paid in the industry. But my prediction is this will just increase investment in worker replacement technologies like AI and robots. It's like, hey, we're looking for a reason to invest millions of dollars in human replacement technologies, but we weren't quite going to pull the trigger. But now California just did this, and that gave us the reason. So now we're definitely going to replace humans. Don't have to pay someone $20 an hour if they don't work there. Ideas and analysis. You fix good things by doing them better. Liberal democracies and science share something important. When they aren't as good as they should be, the solution isn't to try something else, like communism or anarchy or tarot cards. The solution is to improve our liberal democracies and science. Have a bad democracy? Do better democracy. Have a problem with bad science? Do better science. They aren't the problem. Not doing them well is the problem. So I've really got the music bug strong now. Uh, this is around like EDM music that I really, really want to make. And I've set up my keyboard and all my software, which is complete and native instruments and logic for anyone who actually cares. And I even have a preliminary session uh, with my buddy, Mark, uh, who's, who's fantastic, very creative, re really creative singer, just, just fantastic friend as well. And he's the one talking about whale song research in UL chat, if you've seen that. And uh, super fun. But if I don't have at least, this is my thing I'm asking you for. If I don't have at least one shitty song released within six months, you're hereby required to give me major shit. Like via any medium possible. Like pick it in front of my house, send me texts. Um, I don't know, carrier pigeons, uh, subliminal messages, however you can do it. Give me some shit if I have not released some kind of garbage at least within six months of this date. And I've got a really cool uh, jungle set from Closey, who I'm actually going to see in uh, December. And she did this set at uh, Envision, which is down in Costa Rica. It's a jungle-themed set with uh, jungle music, of course. And the set was just unbelievable. In fact, I'm going to listen to it right after I get done recording. Discovery, CertGraph, an open source tool that crawls SSL certificates to create a directed graph where each domain is a node. 
Aftermath IR framework, a Swift-based open-source incident response framework, and it's designed to help defenders collect and analyze data from compromised hosts. Magnetic, Python LLM integration, new tool lets you integrate large language models into your Python code. Shinobi Unveiled, a new AI analyst tool designed to help cloud professionals quickly search, monitor, and understand complex environments. Apple's going to fix iPhones, uh, the iPhone 15's overheating issues with a software update. Uh, top 1% earnings by state. How to scrape websites using ChatGPT. Cloudflare is deploying AI models like Llama 2 as cloud workers. Cloudflare, I'm, I'm telling you, they are like the sleeper company of the internet right now. They are slowly and quietly doing so many core functions for the internet. And just like they add one slowly, they add one slowly. Oh, they'll do a blog release, but these things are accumulating. They're, they're basically becoming a significant portion of the internet because what they do is they, they fill in the gaps of where other companies used to do something well, and maybe the company went away or something like a good example is Google domains. It went away. They sold it to Squarespace. Well, Squarespace isn't going to be around forever. You know who will be around forever or for a very long time, at least is Cloudflare. And like, I know a lot of people who move their domains from Google domains over to Cloudflare. They didn't move them to Squarespace. That's ridiculous, right? So just, just watch for Cloudflare. I, I think they're doing amazing stuff. Don't ever write your own database. Elderly people can't resist answering the phone. Reddit is all about personal LLMs, which is something I talked about in my book in 2016, which I called them DAs, which wish I wouldn't have called them that, but digital assistants, basically. Next one here, letting go of self-optimization. Is robots.txt really effective? Astronomers have coined a new term called noctalgia to describe the collective grief over the loss of our night sky due to light pollution. The prophetic perfect tense is a fascinating literary technique used in the Bible where future events are described in past tense. Chomsky says moral relativists don't exist. First ever photographed black hole is spinning. Qualify your yeses. The Ashley Book of Knots, often referred to as the Knot Bible, is a comprehensive guide to tying practical knots complete with 7,000 drawings representing 3,800 knots. I feel like I've had a lot of knot content in the, like, the last six months, but I am kind of obsessed with these things. I don't know really any knots, and that's why I keep posting these like admonishment for me to learn them. I feel like in the ideal world, I would know like 100 knots, and I could just like teach them at will. And anytime I wanted to tie something back, you know, or tie something down on the back of a truck or like tie my laces like a hundred different ways or just secure sort of anything, I'd be like, oh, we should use a whatever, a Stanford knot for that one. We should use a Madagascar knot for that one. That's the person I want to be. And that's why I keep posting all these. And the recommendation of the week, Gulag Archipelago is a book that I think everyone should read in their life. And it's my recommendation of the week. 
and you don't need to read it today or tomorrow, but maybe commit to reading it within a year. I could basically guarantee that you will wish that you had read it earlier. The Gulag Archipelago. And the aphorism for the week, creativity is 70% knowing what came before you, 25% seeing the connections and patterns between them, and 5% adding something new on top. And this is one I made up. So this is, uh, this is me. Creativity is 70% knowing what came before you, 25% seeing the connections and patterns between them, and 5% adding something new on top. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.